Hello and welcome to Imprint Podcast, where we share sermons and conversations about faith, life and culture. We believe it's the mark Jesus makes in us that allows us to positively mark our world. To find out more about life at Imprint, please head over to weareimprint.org for more information. We hope you are blessed by today's content. Bernard said, I'm the outreach leader here at Imprint, which means, oh, thank you guys, um, which means I basically look after Alpha, I look after anything to do with evangelism, mission work, stuff like that. So um, I'm also a city worker, so I work in Moorgate as a mentoring specialist slash event manager. Um, so that's what I do in the day, and then I do outreach in the evening. Um, But yeah, a bit about outreach before we get into today's talk. Um, So like my heart really is like for people. I've always had a heart for people since I can remember. Um, So like when I joined Imprint in 2020, I said to Pastor Wally, I said, I have this burning like vision and like hunger, desire to do whatever we can in this church to reach people outside. Um, So that's a bit about like how outreach started. a couple years ago, so we've only been running for two years. Um, but yeah, we've done some amazing things, and some of you in here have been involved in some stuff that we've done. Um, so yeah, so like Burns said, we're in a series called Church for the City. Um, so who's enjoyed it so far? Who's managed to catch like a sermon or two? Who's enjoyed it so far? Just a few people, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, just to recap what we've covered over the last few weeks. So we've looked at what it looks like to endure through hardship, um, what it looks like to share our faith, even though it can be difficult to do that. Um, we looked at going against the grain, which basically means like doing things that aren't um, the norm in society. Um, we've looked at how God is a God of favor and covenant. And then last week we looked at breaking the divide. So all of those um, sermons are available on YouTube if you want to catch up. Um, I think it's Imprint TV on YouTube. Um, So this week, we're actually going to pause and um, look at what God's heart posture is for this city um, and as a whole as well, and his heart for us as individuals, because we obviously reside in the city too, so his heart's for us as well. Um, So the title of this message is simply Knowing God's Heart. So... To start off with, I would love you to turn to the person next to you, because we love turning to the person next to us at Imprint, um, and just ask them, what is something that makes your heart skip a beat? So this could be something like a romantic film. It could be like when you see a baby smile, or like when you witness a, an, a, like a really joyful event in your friends' lives or in your family's lives or something like that. So online as well, you can take part and write in the comments what makes your heart skip a beat. So um, yeah. Go and discuss.
Okay. Thank you, everyone. Um, so I would love to hear what you guys have shared. So um, Claudia is going to go around with a mic and she's going to ask you guys what you've said. So I'd love to hear a few responses. Don't be shy. Go and pick someone. Just pick someone. Probably like shows, football, quite a few things. Yeah. Football. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Fair. Cool. I heard you want to share. Um, I said food. Food. Yeah. Claudia's one is also food, so and, us foodies and, in the room. And um, money. Money. <laughs> <laughs> we um, love honesty. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, thoughtful gifts. Oh, nice. Amazing. Thank you guys for participating. Um, yeah, so I think for me, something that makes my heart like literally skip beats is coffee. Um, like, I love coffee. And sometimes, like, when I have four cups a day, my heart starts, you know, skipping too many beats. <laughs> and I also, <laughs> you guys can relate. <laughs> so, yeah, I have to watch that one. Um, and also, I recently moved out of my house. So, yeah. Praise God. Um, so now when I go home to see my dog, I mean, and my family, I love my family, but when I, when I go, <laughs> I, love my, I love my family. This is just an example, one example. So when I see, when I see my dog and he's like running towards me like, Megan, and I'm like, Caleb, and it's just like my heart. So yeah, um, so yeah, multiple things can, can touch our hearts and make our hearts um, skip beats. But anyway, today we're looking at God's heart um, and what his heart is for this city. So why is it important to know God's heart for the city? It's important because when you guys invited Jesus into your life, when you gave your life to Christ, um, in 2 Corinthians it says, um, in chapter 5, verse 20, it says that we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. So that means that we have now essentially become God's hands and his feet. So whatever area we touch and whoever we encounter, whatever you do in life, it's a chance for God's glory and light to shine through you, which I think is pretty cool. Um, so to remind you of the power and the authority that you carry, this means that through you, there's a chance for someone's hope to be restored where hope may have been lost. And through you, there's a chance for someone to come to know true life and life in abundance. Through you, there's a chance for someone's life to be transformed. And through you, a person's anxiety can be lifted and peace can become their reality. And that's just naming a few things that can happen through you. And this is all possible because of the Holy Spirit, because of God that now dwells within you. So it's not from us, it's from God that we can do these things. So each of us in here can have such a profound impact and transformation in one person can have a knock-on effect to transform a street, um, a neighborhood, a town, a city, a nation, and the world. So it, starts, it can start with one person coming to Christ. So we need to know God's heart for this city so that we can emulate his heart posture in our everyday lives. And that is crucial to understand so that we can be effective witnesses um, and effective in our communication with others around us. 
So that can be a bit overwhelming to think of when there's like 9,541,000 people in London. Um, so you can think of how is like little old me or little young me going to reach all these people. But instead of allowing yourself to feel overwhelmed by that number, the first step to take is to seek God and ask him, Lord, where is like, what is your heart for this city? And I want my heart and my thoughts to align with yours and I'm here as a vessel, essentially, for you to use for the glory of your kingdom. And you can just pray something along those lines. And then um, God will reveal vision to you. And after I spent time seeking God um, for what he wants to do in this city, what he wants to do through me in this city and through outreach here at Imprint, um, one thing that came to mind was to take our amazing worship team and some of our prayer team, evangelism team, and go out onto the streets in Shoreditch. So we started going out to worship, and one time when we, were, when we were out, this lady, she stopped to listen, and she started crying. And I said to her, are you okay? What's going on? She said, the music's just making me cry. And I said, okay, well, let me tell you why you might be crying. And I was able to explain to her that the Holy Spirit's just touching her, and God's trying to communicate with her in that moment. So in that case, it wasn't through like a conversation that that came about, but it was through the music. So there's different ways that God can witness to people. Um, so you can also take five minutes on your lunch break if you work. Um, if you work in the city, even if you don't work in the city, you can ask God, what is your heart for like a certain area? And he'll show you. So um, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So the starting point really is to start asking God, like, what's your heart for the city? And um, seek him and make time and space. Space is key because I love talking. I don't know if you guys love talking, but I love talking to God. And sometimes I forget to leave enough space for him to talk and time for him to talk back to me. Um, so, yeah, that's the starting point. And when I was preparing for this message, I started asking God, um, what is your heart in this season, in this time for this city? So this is what I believe God is saying. This is what I got when I, when I prayed to ask him. So I believe that God's heart for this city is firstly to restore hope. So I believe that God wants to revive this city again. So I don't know if you have noticed within your circles, within your workplace, or maybe your uni, your family, um, people are finding it difficult to stay positive. And that's, that includes me. There's been times in the last few weeks where I'm really like, I call my friends, I need help. I'm really struggling to stay positive. Um, people are waiting on promotions at work. People are waiting for family relationships to heal, friendships to heal. And for some people, hope has gone to a point where they feel like they start thinking or questioning, is it me that I've done something that, you know, is it my fault? And they start blaming themselves. So I believe that God wants to breathe literally fresh life and fresh hope into those people in the city. Um, and the Bible says in Isaiah uh, chapter 40, verse 31, um, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not be faint. So I really believe that God wants to renew hope within this city. The second thing is I believe that God wants to restore joy. So relating back to hope, um, Romans 15, so chapter 15, verse 13 says, May the God of hope fill you 
with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So when people are starting to be filled up with hope again, it will literally like ooze out of them and then they'll be able to um, tell other people about like what God has done for them. So the Lord wants to show people what true joy is and joy that's only available from him um, and not from the world. And that joy looks like, um, or this joy, sorry, looks like being able to persevere through hardship, knowing that um, God is your strength and you can trust him in all situations. Um, so people are asking, you know, what's, happening, what's happened to my joy? Where did it go? Um, when did I start feeling so down? And when did so many things start going wrong? So I think in this city, the Lord really wants to impart supernatural joy um, to people along with hope. So the third thing um, I believe God is saying for the city in this time is that he wants to restore peace. So where there has been mental torment, a lot of stress, um, God wants to restore and bring new peace again. And scripture says uh, in Philippians 4, verses 6 to 7, um, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Um, so in exchange for handing over anxiety to God, God is going to fill and flood people with peace. And with how busy everyone is, um, has been over the last couple years and even still now, it's been difficult and it's been difficult to be intentional in keeping that peace of mind. So I believe God wants to restore that. The fourth thing is he wants to give life and life in abundance. So um, there's more to life than a nine to five, and I always tell myself this, that you know, nine to five is great, but um, if you're like me, uh, sometimes you work over hours. Is there anyone in the room that works way beyond their, <laughs> their set hours? And sometimes it's easy to become like consumed by your work. And uh, for, a lot of this pe for a lot of people in the city, life is literally like eat, breathe, sleep, sleep work. Um, in order to be successful in life. And there are some rewards, obviously, to working hard, but um, I think God wants to show people that, they, that he has plans even beyond a nine-to-five, and he has plans for people even within their nine-to-five if they just seek him and ask him, how do you want me to, you know, uh, act in this workplace while I'm still here? Um, and if they're not yet Christian, then there's opportunity to take the gospel into workplaces, um, like taking Alpha into, workplace, into the workplace, for example. Um, and Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So I believe that God wants to start giving, like revealing those plans um, to people in this city. And... Also, I believe that God is saying that he would love people in the city to just let him in. Um, so 2 Peter 3.9 says that the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient, patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So the Lord is so full of mercy and of grace and of love. So even though we've all fallen short in some way um, in our lives, God extends, well, God's grace extends to everyone as a, and is available to everyone. And so is his mercy. But we, people won't know that unless someone tells them. Um, 
And a lot of the time, people are holding things against themselves. So if people have, you know, um, done something in the past that's so, well, I shouldn't do this, but it's so big to them um, that they disqualify themselves. But um, Psalm 103, verse 12, says that he has removed his sins as far from us as the east is from the west. So we are already forgiven. And again, people need to know that they are forgiven um, and they have access to this life that, um, that we're talking about and this, this amazing gospel. Um, and Revelation 3.20 says, Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. So God is literally saying, like, I'm right here. Like, here I am. I'm knocking on these people's hearts. I'm already starting to reveal myself to them in certain ways. And what people need is for someone to come and explain to them, like, what's happening and what they're experiencing. And our city needs to understand, like, that, like I said, this is readily available um, to them. And a few weeks ago, as I mentioned earlier, Pastor Wale preached on going against the grain, um, which means, yeah, doing things that aren't quite considered the norm in society. So it can be considered to go against the grain when you open your mouth to share the gospel, because when I've tried to share the gospel in this city, sometimes people are very open, receptive. Other times people are quite defensive for whatever reason, and it's difficult to actually speak to them. Um, but, and I'm, you know, part Trinidadian, I'm part South African. So in those countries, you know, people talk to each other all the time. So it's, it's difficult, um, yeah, trying like, to adapt to a different culture here. But um, it's better to try. And, you know, if you try, it doesn't go so well, it's okay. Um, and it can be very easy to, like, curl up and look inwards when that happens. Um, and then before you know it, you haven't shared the gospel again in weeks, in months, in years because of one experience. And it's happened to me before where that's happened and I haven't shared for a while and it might have happened to you guys as well. But um, the Bible also says uh, in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, um, if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. So that means that we need to always have the gospel and our testimonies ready on our lips. So a testimony basically like how... Um, Jesus came into your life and what he's done in your life. You can like, have that available to share with someone if they ask you. Um, so because of your boldness and confidence, someone can literally experience transformation like you have in your life and they can experience something similar to what Jesus has done for you. So why wouldn't we want to share that joy and why wouldn't we want to share that good news? Um, so... I've said all of that, um, and I know that's like, so that's God's heart, what I think God's heart is for this city in this time, um, but you may be thinking a few things. You may be thinking, firstly, I've just walked in today, or like, I'm watching today for the first time, and I have no idea what she's talking about, like, I don't understand anything she's saying, um, and if that's the case, I'm like, available after if you want to come and speak to me, um, and if you're online watching, you can just type a message in the comments box saying, I'd love to chat more afterwards. Um, but if, yeah, if any of these things relate, well, some of these things might relate to you. So you might be thinking, I tried to share my faith in the past, and I tried to step out, and it didn't go so well, so I haven't done it again. I don't actually have the motivation or the drive to share Jesus, if I'm being honest. And I, again, I've been through that. Um, I don't feel prepared enough to do this. I don't feel adequate enough to do it. The other week, I actually had a conversation with a friend of mine where I said, like, um, sometimes when I 
preach or when I stand up and try and share the gospel, I feel inadequate and I don't know why that is. And my friend just spoke like uh, scripture over me and said, Megan, that's a lie. Like you're definitely adequate and you're good enough to do it. So we all go through it, you know, including me. Um, and also, if you, you might feel that you are too far away from God or some of the things you've done make you feel like you're not good enough for this. And you might feel shy and you might feel fearful. So, um, yeah, like I said, at some point I've experienced and still experience sometimes those things that I've mentioned. Um, and I'm sure most of you or some of us in the room have as well. So, um, Imprint, we are also part of the city, like I said earlier. We're part of the city as a collective, as a church, as the body of Christ, but also as individuals. And that means that God's heart is also for you as people in this room. And he knows if any of those things that I've mentioned like relate to you as well. Um, and he knows if they're on your mind or if they're on your heart. So God really wants to come and he wants to heal. He wants to restore, revive, and reignite you um, in those areas. So I'm just going to uh, speak some things from, well, that are from the Bible. And you may have heard these things before. You may be walking in these things, which is great. Um, but we all need a reminder sometimes of what God says about us and what the word says about us as well. So firstly, to remind you, or if you're hearing it for the first time, God is so proud and overjoyed with what you have done up to this point to serve him and to build his kingdom. So in Matthew chapter 25, verse 23, it says, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will now, I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. So God absolutely delights in every single one of you. And he looks at you every day and says, wow, like, look at how my, my daughter is walking. Look at how my son is talking to that person. And uh, even when we don't feel that way, that is God's constant, like constant, not sometimes, constant heart posture towards you. Secondly, you are adequate and you are good enough to share the good news. I have to tell myself this all the time too. Um, we have to remember that we are never stepping out on our own to share the gospel and it's never about us, it's all about him. So we have to take the spotlight and the pressure off of ourselves and remember that this is all for God's glory, not for our own glory. So if you decide to step out, you can ask the Holy Spirit to come with you. I sometimes say, right, Holy Spirit, let's go and have some fun. Let's, you know, let me know who you want me to speak to. And then I just see what he says. And then I might share something with someone. Um, so you can make it like, you know, it's a two-way thing. It's not you on your own. Um, so Ephesians 2.10 also says that, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So you are not mediocre, you're not average, you're actually a masterpiece. And whether you are new to this or you've been Christian your whole life, you are a masterpiece, not just, you're not just okay. Um, and Matthew 10 verse 20 says, for it's not you who will be speaking, it will be the spirit of your father speaking through you. So the, these two scriptures always help me when I you know, want to go out and witness, speak to people about Jesus. Um, you are not, nor will you ever be disqualified, even though you may feel like you're disqualified because of something you did in the past. Um, you can't allow shame and guilt to, uh, from your past to stop you from opening your mouth 
and you shouldn't let it muzzle you. So for me, during uni, the three years, three years I was at university, um, I was not living a Christian lifestyle at all. I was Christian by name, went to church, but I wasn't really living yet a Christian lifestyle. So um, I was looking to the world for approval, for my joy, for my happiness. And then after uni had finished, I joined um, Hillsong Church, and I was at um, Hillsong Encounter Conference, and they asked if anyone in the room wanted to recommit their faith. They literally said, so it was um, Rich Wilkinson Jr., and Don Cherie, the leads of um, VU Church in the US. And they said, if anyone in here wants to recommit their life to Christ, we want you to stand up and boldly shout, I want the cross. I said, I'm absolutely not standing up to say I want the cross. Like, no way. Um, but then before I knew it, I was off my feet like, I want the cross. And then from that moment, my life started to turn around bit by bit from that bold move. Um, so if I had let that three years at uni define me, then I wouldn't be here, I wouldn't be the outreach leader, I wouldn't have done like multiple things um, over the past few years. So you can't, you literally cannot let things from the past hang over you and you can't, yeah, don't disqualify yourself because you're already forgiven, like I said earlier. Um, so yeah, shame and guilt, no more when you become, uh, when you invite God into your life. Um, so if you've shared the gospel before and it didn't go how you wanted it to go, um, again, don't allow that to shut you down like for the rest of time because God honors that you took a step to you know, share him. So if it didn't quite come out the way you wanted it to, that's okay, you can go again. Um, and there's grace. So there's all, like, all the experiences we've had, we learn from. So God really honors that you want to share the good news. So... Um, he has also created you as a bold and confident individual. So this scripture is like embedded in my mind. Um, so 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 um, says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So God's heart for you is that you will know your identity in him and who he says you are. So our flesh and our bodies are always in constant war with our spirit, which basically means that when our, so our flesh can feel one way. So say you're feeling fearful, you can confuse that feeling with um, like, I am fearful, but you're not fearful, you're just feeling fearful. Um, so we don't need to give into it. So if you feel afraid to share the gospel, but the opportunity is there and you want to do it, but like, oh, I'm a bit scared, um, just remember that, you know, you can go out feeling fear, but you're not actually fearful. That's not who you are. Um, but you're full of God's power, his love, and he's given you a sound mind. And God's heart for you as well is that you will rely on him in all things, rely on him fully. Um, so God is the only one that can give you strength hunger and passion um, and the desire to share the gospel. So it can only come from him. And his heart is that you will run to him and ask him um, to fill, fill you like with strength and that your heart will be alongside his and that um, he will give you the hunger to do the things that he's called you to do. So when you pray that, motivation will come. This happened to me. Um, and when I'm lacking motivation, I just pray for God to fill me again. And he does every time. So some of us in here may know what the gospel is, and some of us may not. If you do or don't, that's fine. Um, so just quickly again, I want you to just turn to the person next to you, ask them what is the gospel, uh, what do you think the gospel is? There's no silly answers, so just say what you think the gospel is real quick to your neighbor.
Okay, thank you everyone. Cool. So um, I'm just going to share with you um, something that I learned during a conference in March called Evangelism with Fire. It was in Birmingham. A few of you were also there. Um, so they were teaching us how to share the gospel within 30 seconds to a minute because most time people's attention spans or time they have is quite short. Um, so these are some points that can help you to explain, well, this is basically what the gospel is and you should be able to say it within 30 seconds to a minute with some practice. Um, so... The gospel is this, that God created mankind for relationship. So in, when God first created human beings, we walked in intimacy and in friendship with him. And then the first humans that were ever created, Adam and Eve, they fell into sin, which meant that they were separated from God. And we as human beings have now all inherited that sin from Adam and Eve, which isn't like the greatest news to tell someone. But there is hope because as a demonstration of God's love for us, he sent his one and only son to die on the cross and washed us clean with his blood, with his blood completely. So through Jesus' death, his burial and resurrection, we have seen Jesus conquer death and sin. And this good news now means that we're completely free from bondage and we are no longer separated from God, but we all can access and inherit eternal life. And you can have access to God if you, turn, if you choose to turn and repent from your sin. And then you can move into the kingdom of light. And if I'm telling someone this, usually I'm praying, okay, Holy Spirit, like, where do you want to like, interject for this person? Do you have a word for this person? And then I'll ask them, um, like, what do you think of what I've just said? So a lot of the time people will have questions. They're like, oh, yeah, I believe in science more than God. Or how does God allow so much evil? Alpha Place is a great um, Alpha Place. Alpha Course is a great place to um, come and ask those questions. But um, if you don't know the answer, then you can always say, like, if you want to take my email or my number, I can, uh, or I, if I can take yours, I can go away, research it, and come back to you. So, again, take the pressure off yourself if you don't have the answer to everything. You're not expected to know the answer to everything either. Um, so, um, knowing God's heart for you and how he sees you, which is not as a failure, not as inadequate, um, not as shy or fearful, um, not as disqualified, but rather someone who he delights in, someone that he's proud of, someone who's a masterpiece and without blemish. You can literally walk out of here with this amazing gospel of good news and share it with whoever you come across. So let it become literally embedded in you and let it become so familiar that it can just roll off your tongue. And it might take some practice, like literally in the mornings I have to like say this gospel and then get it to stick. Um, and also like practice my testimony as well. And you can invite God in to help you, you know, ask God like, okay, God, I wanna learn, like, I want this to stick. Um, how can I do that? And God will give you different ways of getting the message to stick as well. Um, so I really believe that as a collective, as we all start sharing the gospel, we're going to see um, this city transformed, this nation transformed, and even different parts of the world as well. Um, so can I have Temi um, just come up? Thank you. Um, so if everyone can stand, I'm going to also invite Claudia up, who is also on the outreach team at Imprint. And um, we're just going to pray some things over you guys. Um, and again, online, if you want to take part in this, um, you can put your hand up in your room when I ask you if you want to. Um, so I know I've touched on quite a few things. I've, I've unpacked quite a few things um, as well. So I just want to give you the chance to, um, yeah, respond if anything I've said 
relates to you or resonates with you. Um, But before I do that, I just want to read uh, Matthew 5, verse 14 to 16, which says that you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. And in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So I, like, it's time now for um, the light that's currently within this church to like burst out into the city. And like we're gonna be doing that as individuals, but also um, as a collective. But God being the loving God that he is, he wants to make sure that us in the room, us online are also good too. Um, so I'm gonna read out a few things in a moment and I'm gonna ask you to put your hand up if anything relates to you. Um, and we're gonna pray for you. So just be myself, Claudia, and the worship team that can see you. Um, So if you could all close your eyes. Thank you. So, um, yeah, the first thing is, when I was talking about inadequacy, so if you feel inadequate or not good enough, shy or fearful in life, um, but especially when it comes to sharing your faith, I just want you to raise your hand. And it's just so that we can see who we're praying for. So if that's you, just raise your hand. And yeah, online, you can raise your hand in your room too, or wherever you're watching from. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that every lie that has been spoken to every single one of your children, that they are inadequate, or that they're not good enough, or that they should be shy or fearful to share the gospel. I pray that every single one of those lies is broken right now in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh Lord, that the truth that you, because of you, they are worthy. I pray that this truth be an anchor in their hearts. And Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus that fresh boldness will fill their hearts. And that, Lord, um, I just pray that, um, yeah, also for joy, Lord, that they will be able to lean on you and know that, Lord, it is not by their strength, it is not by what they have done, but, Lord, it is by your Spirit. And so, Lord, I just pray for that peace to come into their heart right now in the name of Jesus. The second point is, uh, with eyes still closed as well, please. So if you feel like no matter how much you read the Bible, how much you pray, listen to sermons, or like you've been on courses, you still don't feel prepared enough for this. Um, so if that's you, please can you raise your hand if you're comfortable to, and we'd love to pray um, for you. Thank you. So yeah, Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, for... Um, for your children. I thank you, God, that you know their hearts and you know where they're feeling um, like they're not prepared enough, Father. Um, I just pray, Lord God, that you will come, Holy Spirit, right now. And I just pray, Lord, that whatever is causing them to feel unprepared, Lord, I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you will um, just come and heal their hearts, Father. Whatever is um, in their hearts that's making them feel that way, I pray, Lord, that you will lift it off of them right now in Jesus' name. I pray that you will just flood them with confidence and with boldness, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you will help them to know that with you they can do all things, Father, and it's not um, like they can, you know, 
feel like there's so many things we can do to try and prepare ourselves, Father, that, you know, it could take years and years and years. Um, but I just pray that with what they have, Lord, right now, I pray that they will just be bold to share that. And I pray that they will also lean on you um, for your guidance. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that as they go out of here today, that they will walk out with a new perspective. Um, and I pray that they will, yeah, have that boldness to just share you um, with people that they come across. In Jesus' name. Lord, and also thank you so much that for every single person that is your child, they have the mind of Christ. And Lord, because your spirit dwells in them, they you can give them the words to speak. So I pray, Lord, that that truth, the fact that they carry the spirit of God would be an encouragement today that they will know that the Lord has already given them the words to speak. Amen. The next thing, so if, so as I mentioned earlier, if there's some shame, or guilt um, from something that's happened in the past that you feel is like muzzling you or holding you back from sharing um, the gospel. I'd love you again to raise a hand and we'll, we'll pray for you for that. Thank you, Father God, that the blood of Jesus is enough. Thank you, Lord, that you have washed every single one of their sins away. And I pray, Father God, right now, that every lie that has been spoken to them, I pray that every lying word of the enemy is just shut down right now in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh Lord, that there would be a renewed joy of salvation, knowing that the Lord has saved us, knowing that they have been delivered from all their sin and shame. And I pray that that love of Christ dwelling in their hearts would just renew, renew their mind in the way that they see themselves. And thank you, Lord, that because they have been set free, they are able to go and share in that freedom. So, Lord, remind them of the freedom that they have in you, Lord. No sin can take it away from them and nothing can separate them from your love. So thank you, God. Thank you, God, that they are empowered to go and share your good news. Amen. Um, so, yeah, the next point. So if you want that hunger back if the hunger's gone or you just want fresh hunger to share the gospel and you want the passion back again for it as well um, I would love you again to raise your hand um, and if you feel like you're maybe lacking in compassion as well and you might feel a bit of like indifference within you um, then yeah please please raise your hand thank you yeah thank you Jesus yeah, I pray, Lord, that you will just flood um, each and every person with their hands raised, Lord, um, with new compassion, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you will place in them hearts of compassion. I pray, Lord, that whatever breaks your heart, I pray that it will also break theirs. I pray that you will give them a burden for um, certain people groups as well, Lord. I pray even right now that you'll start showing people um, in this room and online who they should start going to, Father. I pray, Lord, that you will start to impart new vision and new hunger, Lord. I just pray, Lord, for a new hunger to stir um, right now within people's hearts, Lord, within people's minds, Father. I pray, Lord, as well, that you'll start to show people the things that they should, um, that, that are priority right now that, that maybe shouldn't be priority. And I pray, God, that you will give each and every person um, with their hands raised um, strategy, divine, uh, supernatural strategy on how to reach um, people, Lord God. I pray, God, that you will give us a new passion again, Lord, um, to reach the lost, to reach those who don't yet know you, Lord. In Jesus' name. And yet, Lord, I pray also that you would break 
their hearts for the lost, Lord, where there has been any form of indifference, Lord. I pray that there's a change of heart from now on, oh Lord, that whatever breaks your heart will break their heart, Lord, that they will not be able to walk past the lost, that they will not be able to just be okay with people not knowing Jesus. So Lord, and even every form of condemnation that has come with this, Lord, may it be removed right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, fill their hearts with hunger, with compassion, and that Lord, that, yeah, that they will never, ever be the same from now on, oh Lord. Yeah, draw them closer to your heart, Lord. Amen. Um, and just like a specific, this is a word maybe for one person or multiple, um, but I think someone in here or watching online um, may have lost someone that was close to them and that's left them in a place where they struggle to allow people to um, get close to them and uh, they struggle now to get close to other people as well. And I really believe that God wants to heal your wound and he, God doesn't want you to operate alone. So if that's you, I won't ask you to raise your hand, but if you want, you can put your hands out in front of you um, just to receive what God wants to do um, in this moment. And again, if that's you online, um, then yeah, you can do the same thing. So um, yeah, Lord, I thank you, Father, that you know, um, yeah, you know who this word is for, Lord God, and I thank you, God, that you know um, this wound that this person or people are carrying, God, and I just pray for your healing right now to take place. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will just come and heal them of that pain um, from losing someone that, is, that was so close to them, and I pray, Lord God, that you will just, um, yeah, Help them to allow people to come close to them again, Father. And I pray that they won't be fearful of forming new friendships because of what happened in the past. But I pray, God, that you will just now, um, yeah, heal them. And I pray as a result of that healing that they will be able to open up again and allow people close to them once again, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. And last point with eyes still closed. Last one. Um, so if during that message, you know, what I was talking about, if you don't yet know God, if you um, maybe you're watching for the first time or you're here for the first time and you think, oh, like I love what, you know, the gospel's all about and I really want to invite Jesus into my life, we'd love to give you that opportunity. So if that is you, um, I'm going to ask you um, to put your hand up on the count of three and we're just going to all pray a prayer um, together. So if that's you, raise your hands in three two, one, if anyone is in here that wants to give their life to Christ. Thank you. Amazing. Okay, so as we're all like a family, you can put your hand down, thank you. Yeah, we're all a family, so um, we're going to say this together. So um, just repeat after me. So Heavenly Father, I thank you that you love me so much. And I thank you as a demonstration of your love for me that you sent your one and only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for me and to cleanse me of all my sins. So today, Lord, I ask you to come into my life. And today, I'm making a decision to follow you. And I thank you, Lord, that you are now my Lord and Savior. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Let's clap for that per- the, those people. <laughs> Thank you so much. Amazing. So if you made that decision, um, let me quickly grab it. Hang on one second. So um, if you were in this room, there's this, this pack and a Bible that we'd love to give to you. Um, so you can come and grab me afterwards and um, I'll give you this and I'll, well, myself, Claudia or Bernard will tell you a bit more about that decision, what it means and what your next steps are as well. Online, if you'd like one of these, please email info at imprintchurch.co.uk and we can try and get you one of these as well. Um, But yeah, so, yes. So obviously everything I've said, you know, we can't do it in our own strength, as I was saying. So we need God's vision. We need um, his strength and his insight to move forward in witnessing, to sharing him with the world. So um, as we go into worship, I just want you to uh, take a moment to fix your eyes on Jesus, ask him for that strength and for that vision and to see things afresh. So yeah, thank you so much, everyone.